jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. This is the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. This is Carl Arrington. This is my interview with Gilda Radner of Saturday Night Live fame that was conducted in New York in March of 1976 in Studio 8H, the legendary home of Saturday Night Live, in the first part of the second season. Okay, okay we talked about female comedians' yeah. influences. Right. What, and, I, and you want to know which yeah. mine were? Yeah. Okay. I think I started to say yesterday, like, being a real TV child, you know, mm-hmm. watching TV all the time, and um, I've seen every I Love Lucy show, the early... Black and white. Vitamin to Vitamin to And the stomping on the grapes and the. Yeah. And uh, so I know I was influenced by her. And the thrill of my life was when um, Desi Arnaz hosted the show. Did you see that show? No, I didn't. And I got to play Lucy to him. Uh-huh. And I couldn't believe it. They gave me the wig, they gave me the red coat, they did me up. And the only. Horrible part of the whole thing was at the end of the show, Desi Senior and Desi Junior were on, and um, uh, they yelled "Good night, Mom," you know, and Desi Senior yelled "Good night, Lucy," and uh, I realized I wasn't her, you know, because I was really living that out. Um, and then I heard back from this guy. Did should I turn that down? Yeah, that'd be. Okay. I can see on here. Uh-huh, I see. David Cuthbert from um, the Times Picayune in mm-hmm. um, New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? New Orleans said um, he interviewed her <laughs> and he asked her if she had seen me. Of course, she had, mm-hmm. you know, and she said she thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy. That's nice. And I smoke so much, my voice will probably get real low like hers. <laughs> oh, there is a gilder right in there. And also, you know, Gracie Allen and mm-hmm. watching all those. And uh, I, I'm, I prefer physical comedy. I love physical comedy, you know. And I think um, women got away from that, you know. Lucy was brilliant at it, mm-hmm. um, you know, climbing up a ladder on the roof. And uh, Gracie Allen really didn't do physical comedy, but I've always veered towards that. You don't do that much physical comedy in this show, do you? Yeah, yeah, we do. I'm the one who always gets beaten up in the show. There's not... When a, when a piece is really, really physical, it's harder to camera block, so we tend to opt for not-so-physical pieces. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. you know? Is that the kind of stuff you did in improvisational things? I mean, that's... Really I would do brilliant. things like that, and, and also um, in the Lampoon show, mm-hmm. a lot of physical stuff. And uh, I just would like to, like I always say to Lauren, please, just give me a scene where there's a conveyor belt and a lot of pies come along. <laughs> just leave me alone there for a while. He says, it's been done, it's been done. I know you can make it funny, blah, blah, blah. He said, but it's been done. I said, just once, you know, and we haven't quite found the angle yet to do it, but mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm here for a long enough time, I'll find a way, you know. Mm-hmm. What about um, more current comedians. Well, I certainly, who I like, I mean, I love, well, we've had some wonderful hosts on the show, like like Lily Tomlin, you know, Mm -hmm. who I'm always, 
I'm laughing, you know, it was Lily and Goldie Hawn mm -hmm. that were the only ones that made me laugh out loud mm -hmm. when I watched them on TV. And um, uh, I also love Madeline Kahn, mm. who's more of an actress, but completely wonderful to work with because um, she's a, a real giving comedian. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's part of being an actress too, like uh, she'll let you get your laughs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why she's done a lot of movies with men who are funny. Mm -hmm. And I have this whole theory on that, you know. What is it? Just that men, men in comedy, you know, they usually don't trust women to, to give that. Either a woman's too funny and they're afraid to work with her, mm -hmm. or, or, um, or they're afraid she won't get the laugh, so they talk real quick after her joke, you know, so that the audience can't laugh to cover for her. This is horrible. Do you think that's true with this show? I mean, do you feel like No, well, I think that the men on this show have grown to respect the women more and more. Uh -huh. You know, in terms of carrying their own, you know, uh -huh. that when they throw the ball, they can carry it. So you don't think, you think it progressed from the first thing? That they what? didn't trust you as much? At well, first? I've worked with all these guys before, before, so they trust me now. Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. I guess it must be a real I've trusting thing when you're going Yeah. Oh, it has to be, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we're all getting, the longer we all work together, the more flow there is, you know. Mm -hmm. what's, the, uh, what's the current state of feeling on guest stars? I know before there was at least some tension reported about how effective it is or the necessity of having guest stars as opposed to just a strict repertory company. Uh, well, I, I find that it's necessary on a whole bunch of levels. Okay. One is the guest host, a different guest host, every week stimulates the writers mm -hmm. to different things. It's just a different personality that you have to deal with and they end up writing differently. Otherwise, I think we would get stale a lot quicker, you know. Also, the host takes, Lauren has often said this to me, it takes some of the onus off of us, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, the blah, blah, blah show was bad. Yeah. You know, so, the, so, so take some of the blame off of the not ready for primetime players, you know. Mm -hmm. People are more apt to say, hey, well, they're always good, but that host dragged yeah. them down. Well, maybe we weren't so good that week, but it they just, yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. it's more helpful, you know. Uh -huh. And like, the, it'll give the show a whole different tone. It also brings with it different audience. Certainly when we had Fran Tarkington on, mm -hmm. we brought in a some more audience yeah. of different people who were interested in just seeing him. Yeah. And uh, they may not tune in the next, uh, you know, a week when Ruth Gordon's on, but then other new people mm -hmm. come on. And certainly shows like Ron Nesson and Ralph Nader mm -hmm. were very interesting uh, and brought new audiences. How, how hard is it to work with non-comedian or non-actors? It depends on how much they feel they have to lose, you know. Mm -hmm. um, some of our best hosts have been non-performers because they got they have um, you know nothing to live up to yeah. and nothing to lose by doing it and they think it's just fun like like Ralph Nader was I ended up just loving him uh -huh. at the end and he was like having the best time because we'd give him acting notes you know let's say speed up the line and he'd say oh you can write and then the timing's better you know <laughs> your innocence a wonderful <coughs> innocence, and he was delightful. People just enjoyed him on the show, you mm -hmm. know, and we liked working with him. Mm -hmm. And he was willing to try stuff because, um, I don't know, it, he was just wonderful. He really was as a host. What's your favorite 
show so far? What do you think's your best? That I don't know. I don't know. Or two or three or? The most fun I ever had on a show was Candace Bergen's Christmas show. Mm-hmm. Because, did you see that show? Uh, I didn't. Is that the one where she cracked she up? Where she started to laugh? No, I guess I didn't see that. That was my favorite because it was like <clears throat> live TV of the 50s. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> Candy, we were doing this thing called Extremely Stupid People. And um, I was supposed to be the extremely stupid person and she was the smart one. Mm-hmm. And she called me by her name by mistake. <laughs> and she started to laugh. <laughs> And she couldn't stop laughing, and this was live on the air, and I started to laugh. But then I just included her in my speech. And I'll never forget it, because Joe Dixo, our stage manager, got hysterical. And he was laughing louder than anyone else. Because mm. um, it was like one of those live TV things that happened. And, and, uh, and that was my favorite moment ever mm. in the show, because I started improvising. Yeah. And it all got pulled together. Often, fun- the funniest things happen in dress rehearsal. And, and the, then that same funny thing doesn't happen when we go live because we've straightened it out, you know? Yeah. Like mistakes, which is some of the glory of live television. And that was the only time like a, a blatant mistake happened and the host cracked up, and, but it all pulled together and the audience was with us. It wasn't an in thing. Yeah. They saw what happened. So if that's a really special thing, uh, did you lose... Oh, a little bit of the concept by by having things improvised beforehand and then playing off them in a more staid manner? Well, it certainly is a little bit um, confining to us as performers when, you know, we have to worry about camera angles and stuff. Sure. Um, we can't, you know, you can be biting your foot off and if you're not on camera you're not going to get any laughs. Mm-hmm. So you really can't, once it's set, you can't stray too far mm-hmm. from anything that would mess up Dave Wilson, our director, mm-hmm. and the things that are set. So like people say, do you improvise during the show, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a limit, you know. Once Danny, a scene wasn't getting laughed and laughs and Dan Aykroyd threw himself across the table because he knew he was on camera, mm-hmm. you know. And that worked, and you can do stuff like that, but um, I know in um, Alsatian Restaurant, which was a scene we did, and camera shots were missed, and we didn't, when I saw it back, I realized they missed a whole lot of funny stuff we were doing, Mm -hmm. you know? So, we're still the victim of television technicalities. Yeah. You've been listening to my interview with Gilda Radner, conducted in March of 1976 in New York. This is Carl Arrington. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. The Carl Arrington Archive is a collection of hundreds of hours of rare, in-depth interviews with the greatest musicians, performing artists, and writers, conducted over four decades by veteran journalist Carl Arrington. For more information about the series and upcoming episodes, go to the Carl Arrington Archive on the jasoncharles.net podcast network audio dramas channel. Follow us on Instagram at Carl Arrington Archive and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information regarding licensing and full extended interviews, contact Carl Arrington Archive at gmail.com. JasonCharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep. Very, very deep.